0: Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Cued Up.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Cued Up. Uh I, as usual, I am your host Greg Deets and with me always is my good friend, co-host and um man who idiot. I, mean, I was going to say man who has another has has a new leg, Josh Fisher.
0: I do, I do. And uh hey everybody. And thank you for that uh
1: very flattering introduction. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Even though,
0: uh, even though you made me call myself a blithering idiot, but that's okay.
1: I, I look, I was not going to insult you. You did that on your own. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> well, I think after Friday night, you
0: were like scared to make a joke. That was so funny.
1: Uh, it wasn't that I was scared to make a joke. I just couldn't think of anything witty enough, and I was like, I feel like if I'm not witty enough, it's just going to be, it's just going to fall flat. And I was like, ah, eh, fuck it. Oh, it's okay. Um more of my own inadequacies. Guys, this episode is gonna be a uh the, the animated comedy special. Um as we have two shows that are both comedies, raunchy comedies to be specific. Uh the first one is Paradise PD. Uh if you yep. ever watched uh, Brickleberry, it's by those people. Um and uh Big Mouth, season two. And if you remember from the very beginning of our show, actually the first episode, um we reviewed season one, so now we're gonna review season two um if this absolutely. is absolutely uh if this is your first time to the podcast welcome first and foremost uh secondly uh what we do here is we review two shows in their entirety uh from an internet streaming platform so New- netflix hulu plus amazon prime what have you nine times out of ten it's, it's netflix but um we have a fun little thing that we do here where we don't give a score we give a grade um it seems less arbitrary, still kind of arbitrary, but you get it. Uh, just think, as a
0: fair think, when you were in school, you know, right? Anything, anything that gets a C is average, B is really good, and A is outstanding. A D is yeah, and then of course there are the dreadful Fs for fuck awful,
1: right? Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say Double Man Cry Baby, but you gave that an F and I didn't. No, I gave it a D minus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that, that didn't get there was F's.
0: one really redeeming scene. I I have given a few things F's though. Yes. Yes. Mute. Mute. Kiss me first, and um, something else.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, uh, just as a fair warning, uh, a lot of what we do talk about on the show sometimes has heavy themes or 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 spoilers. Um, if either of those are something you don't really want to listen to, feel free to skip or uh you know go to our um, overall part cuz af- af- after our discussion we do an overall where we re- where we uh give our grades um so just a fair warning on that um also uh we still have merch available uh through Redbubble yeah yeah it's uh
0: we have a Redbubble store you know it's always going to be available uh and you know we got a uh, few listeners that Got some shirts in and sent in selfies of them with their shirts. And, you know, we thank you all very much for the support. And, you know, when you order a shirt from us or, you know, any of the products that we have available on our Redbubble store, send us a picture when you get it. Send a selfie with it. You know, we appreciate the support. We post it on our Facebook page, our Instagram, and Twitter accounts. So, you know, it really means a lot when you guys show us the love. It, it, absolutely. It's,
1: it's just a great feeling. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. It's it, it it means it means the world to me that anyone would give two shits about my opinion. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, Josh, why don't we get into uh, Paradise PD? All right. Well,
0: Paradise PD, as we mentioned, both of these series are animated. This centers on a small town police department. They're bad cops. Not bad like no nonsense. Not bad like cool. Bad like shitty. Um <laughs> that's basically the premise tagline in the Wikipedia entry. Right. But it is a small town called Paradise and it focuses on um the chief and his son. Uh The chief is uh, Randall Crawford. He is an angry guy, (laughs) but he can really only use his anger when he applies testosterone patches because his son, Kevin, as it turns out, when he was about five years old, accidentally shot his dad's testicles off uh, when he was uh, in the act of coitus. Yeah. So it was this shows all over the place it's crazy.
1: Yeah and that I think that brings up my immediate reaction to the show. Um there are moments that I found funny but overall I found the show to just be trying too hard. Um there's a, there's a definite difference between for me when I can tell that a that a comedy show is basically going the route of let's be offensive for offensive sake versus let's make an offensive joke. That's clever. Um, And there are a lot of instances where it's just not funny. Um, Him shooting his dad's balls off. Not funny. Like, I'm sorry. It just wasn't, it wasn't like you could have done that very comically. The idea, like it's not the idea that, that him shooting his dad's balls off that I don't find funny. It's the execution. That's really bad. Um, I when when watching that scene, I was like, okay, all shot his dad's balls off. He's cussing at his son. Am I supposed to find that like? If it it was, I supposed to find that specific thing funny? Um, because I just I just didn't. I think like that that's that's a problem for me. I just it's not. It just wasn't entertaining in that aspect. And there's other moments that throughout the show that they go that route. Like there are moments where they are both offensive and clever in their execution. Uh, For example, the one that you brought up was when they were, when it was the... um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Black Lives Matter episode.
0: Yeah. Let's get to that. Now, the, the remaining members of the PD, there is Gina Jabowski. She is a very violent police officer. She has rage control issues, and she... Also, uh, often sexually harasses the overweight member of the force, Dusty, because she has a weird fetish for him, for some reason, that's not really ever truly explained. But she's got a raging boner for him, man, as she would say. Uh, and then, of course, there's Dusty. He's um, he's kind of a simpleton. Uh, he's... Also, uh, he is, I want to say he is really there for comedic purposes, but then the whole show, everybody's really got a comedic thing about them. But there is, uh, Fritz or Fitz. Yeah. Gerald Fitz Fitzgerald, he's a police officer formerly from Chicago who suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder, refuses to carry a gun, and instead he carries his Piccolo. Uh, There's Bullet, the police dog, who happens to be addicted to all the drugs he's supposed to guard. Uh, (laughs) And uh, what's the old man? Stanley, the old man who is so old but there's not enough budget uh, and not enough money in the budget for them to pay his retirement fund so they keep him on the force. Uh, but That's basically the main cast of the police department. And the Black Lives Matter episode that you brought up, they were trying to force Fitz to carry a gun. And, you know, he's traumatized. He doesn't want to carry the gun. And he sees a reflection of a black man with a gun after he draws his pistol because he hears a sound that freaks him out. The reflection is him. He shoots the reflection. It happens to be bulletproof glass and the bullet comes back and hits him in the leg. He immediately falls down. He's like, Oh no, not my dick. And realizes it wasn't his dick, but the dash cam footage of him shooting himself was submitted to the news. So, of course, the right-wing outlets are like, Sugg shoots armed officer, and then the left-wing outlets are like, oh, another brutal cop shooting, a, you know, black man in the streets. And it was just playing both sides against each other, and he started having a split personality. And, like, one side's posing as the officer, and the other side of him, Kind of like Two Face from Batman. You know, he's a uh, criminal side, I guess you want to refer to it as. And basically, the payoff for it, and this is one of the funnier things, the payoff for it, when they were trying to get it all to die down, because of course both sides have people protesting and rioting on both sides, is they have a news crew follow them after the trial, or... I don't remember the exact setup, but regardless, basically, when the news crews find them, they see him anally raping... Uh, He's dressed up as a Muslim, anally raping the fat guy who is performing... An abortion on a gay Nazi who supports human, uh, you know, female reproductive rights, freedom of choice. And the news outlets are like, we support some of these things. And it shows like anchors, their heads are just, faces are falling off and robotic uh, parts are showing and they just don't know what to make of it. That was. In the long run, I think one of the more clever aspects.
1: Well, that's my point. That's exactly the point I wanted to get at, Josh, was that 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 joke, to me, was the only clever joke in that episode. Everything else leading up to it was just like, are are you saying, like, it was like watching a Andrew Dice Clay bit. Like, he's just saying things to be offensive. And it was like, that's not comedy. That's not a joke. That's just you trying to be trying to be edgy for for comedy's sake. So I really I really disliked that. I really that that was something for me that I just couldn't handle about the show. And it's it, offensive comedy doesn't bother me. It's it's not what bothers me. What bothers me is when somebody walks into a room and just goes "cunt" and then walks out. That's not comedy. You're just yelling "cunt." See what I'm saying. Although, okay, yeah, but sometimes it's
0: just fun to walk into a room and yell, cunt, and just keep going?
1: Maybe, but... <laughs> my my point is, is for a written animated show that took months and months and months and months to make and write and work on, the fact that some of this shit got through and they were like, yeah, that's good, seems A, half-assed, yeah. and B, um, just, like, not the same kind of care went into it that like Brickleberry had for example the same the same <laughs> fucking studio so there, there's there's a lot to me that I I couldn't get behind on the show one of the moments towards the end that I think is a good example of them going towards a good joke and then it failing miserably is um it's dusty right the main character no, Kevin's the main Kevin. character. Kevin, so so Kevin yeah. thinks his dad is the Argyle Math Kingpin, mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's gone into the uh, to his dad's apartment. And he starts ripping off, like ripping apart everything, and he's looking for any kind of evidence to pinpoint him to that. And he's like, he's sitting there, he's like, I've I've looked through everything, except the hamster. And it pans over to the hamster, and I thought, oh, this is going to be a funny bit. This is going to go into something really clever, and then it just shows him blending the hamster.
0: Yeah, you think, you know, you're you're led to believe that, oh, he's going to check the hamster's ass for drugs.
1: No, tosses it in a blender, pureed hamster. To be honest, the the checking the hamster's ass and the blender, both jokes are not funny. They're just not clever, yeah. man. Like, it would have been, f- like, funnier in my mind that if the hamster, uh, like, it zoomed in on the hamster or some shit. Like, Kevin's just like, ah, it's just a hamster, and it zooms in on the hamster, and, like, he, uh... It does, like, a quick little side bit where it shows the hamster escaping the the thing. He goes to a payphone, and he's just like, he almost found me out. Like, some stupid thing like that would have been more clever than fucking what happened. And I just, and I think that blending the hamster was their way of, like, ah, no one's going to expect us blending a hamster. Well, no, I didn't expect it, but it also wasn't funny. It just wasn't, I mean, it straight up wasn't a joke. It was just you blending blame- yeah. Blending a hamster sounds like something you would see in Happy Tree Friends. <sighs> well, Happy Tree Friends entire gimmick was that, you know, that that was their entire yeah. bit. And it worked in short intervals. It worked in short spurts. This shows a 22 mm-hmm. minute show where. I i don't know who in the writer's room was like, you know, what's good for 10 whole episodes. This like weird fat jokes, not clever fat jokes, but just weird fat jokes. Yeah. Um and that comes across when like ever the uh the, the cop that is uh the the female cop who's like over aggressive, um, whenever she hits on him, I always just was like I get what they're going for, I get where the joke is trying to go, but it's just not landing for me. Yeah. Like I'll i I'll tell tell I'll say this. Let me let me get a little positive because we try to do that. I at least I try to do that. Not just all negative. Um, the old man, the shit that the old man said was almost always funny.
0: Genuinely, genuinely funny shit coming out of his mouth.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't remember. There was, there was one joke that he said that had me fucking cracking up and it had to do with like giving blowjobs to certain men. Yeah. That, oh my God, that was really funny. Um, (laughs) when he had to go to the convalescent hospital, that shit was really good.
0: Yeah because you find out where the scallops from red lobster are actually harvested from.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. And but there's the, also and the
0: sad thing is, you know, there's a lot more misses
1: than hits in it. Way I mean, more misses. Yeah, there's just that's my point. It's like there there was seemed like so many so many moments of opportunity that just passed by. Um one, there was one moment that, uh, or one, there was one reoccurring joke that I just kind of was like, are we ever going to get past this? Like, it, it felt like a, um, family guy situation where, oh, we get to hear another joke about how Brian's a drinker. Like. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, <sighs> the dog, um, uh, bullet. How he's
0: the drug addict. Yeah. Like that, that whole, that whole reoccurring thing, just. Now, I I, I will say, you know, in the first episode, when he's back at the uh, police station while the rest of the force is out um, doing whatever it is they do, and he's throwing the drug party for all of his dog friends, and he's like, hey, look, I got some new meth. And everybody snatches it up from him. He's like, oh, I didn't get any. And then there's a little thing, like made with chocolate, and they all
1: die. Yeah, I thought, that, I thought that, that joke was terrible. Well, I, the joke itself was bad. It
0: was just the acts of all these dogs that are fucked up on drugs and everything that they were doing that was funny. And then you know they all kill over.
1: I disagree, and, uh, but I mean that's that's the thing, Josh. Is we've already been on that road where you and I aren't going to seek eye to eye on comedy. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I fully that's right. I fully expected you to disagree with me on on this show having. More misses than hits. Like I, I, the fact no, you it agree really, with me on that it, is,
0: it really did have more misses than hits. But there were some things I did find that were just like ridiculously absurd that were pretty funny. But
1: that that first episode really, really, really turned me off for the show. Like it maybe have tainted the rest of the episodes because I when I saw that first episode, I was like, all of these jokes seem lazy and, um intentionally offensive for the sake of being offensive and not trying to be funny. And I was like, but I'm going to keep with the show cause we're reviewing it. And I, and I got, I got to give it my, my all into it. And there was just, it was just like, there were, there were, there were like three episodes where there just were no laughs out of me. I literally just watched it. And, um, I don't remember what they were though. Like that's, that's another thing that none of the jokes are memorable. There's no message in the show also that really sticks out.
0: Yeah, Um, you know, there is a thin plot, like, who is the Argyle Mass Kingpin? You know, it's very, very loosely touched on for a few episodes. Yeah. uh, Just to keep it in the back of your mind. And honestly, you know, you mentioned how things aren't memorable. Other than the fact that the one thing, you know, about the news media that I brought up, and a couple of other bits here and there. I watched this about a month ago. You know? Yeah. Um, and. I don't remember a lot of the actual jokes from it. So that's that's another thing it has going against it. It's not that memorable.
1: Yeah, it, it really. I don't want to shit on the show too much because honestly, I think that the animation is fine. I think that when it comes to yeah. how everything looks. I'm okay with. I think it's, 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 to be honest, it's pretty, it's pretty standard when it comes to American animation. Uh, mm-hmm. if, you, if you had bad vision, you might mistake this for Family Guy. Um, but, uh, overall, I don't think that it looks poor. I don't think it was animated poorly. Its budget seems like it was, you know, fairly high up there. There just seem to be so many, just like, Oh, whenever Kevin's dad gets angry, he puts on testosterone patches. That's a joke throughout the whole ten episodes. That never changes. That never gets better or, or does anything different. He just gets mad. The best joke that came from that was he turns into the Red Hulk.
0: Yeah, and then smashes through the wall, then smashes his police cruiser.
1: So, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I if, if, it, if it piques your interest, that's fine. I know that on social media they actually had some good bits. There are these two, like, hillbilly meth cookers, if you will.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's um, Robbie and Dil- Delbert, and those are the actual show creators.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, those two. Um, yeah. They are, they they put up a couple, like they put up a a small video of one of them calling the the calling nine one one about is meth illegal to cook. Yeah, and
0: that how little, illegal is it to make meth?
1: And that little thing was genuinely funny to me. I was like, oh, this is really this is like <laughs> Robbie got cops comedy. Ah, uh, Rob, Robbie's not here right now. He's uh, he's out. <laughs> okay, Robbie. We'll see you soon. All right, see you soon. Ah, gosh, dang it, darn, damn it. <laughs> like that. Yeah. That was funny to me, and the show just doesn't have yeah. any of that. Like it just—it's unfortunate because I feel like I think that's what makes me so upset about the show, Josh. Is that
0: it had potential to be a lot better than it
1: was. I feel like a father who, their son comes home with a B, and you're like. I'm proud of you, but also not proud of you, because you could have gotten an A, you know? Um, that's, that's what it feels like to me. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, any other thoughts before we give our grades?
0: Well, just mentioning that, uh, you know, little 911 call to see how legal it was to call meth. Do you realize the amount of people who thought that was actual a real call?
1: That was really funny. <laughs> that is also
0: really funny, that's- yes. That's the funniest result of anything from this show.
1: (laughs) Well, that that small bit that I I saw reminded me of Trailer Park Boys. I've never watched Trailer Park Boys. It's basically a bunch of idiots doing stupid things. It's pretty funny. Um, See, I just...
0: You know, basically, I can just go out town and watch that shit for a half an hour around here, I guess.
1: (laughs) I mean, to be fair... Your local idiots are gonna be different than my local idiots. Um My local idiots just don't know how to like pump their own gas. Yeah. Your local idiots are taking a shopping cart into a lake full of crocodiles. So No, we don't have crocodiles here. My local idiots are the ones that actually cook meth. <laughs> Alright, fair we enough. We don't
0: have allig- we don't have alligators here either. I don't know what the
1: fuck is in Virginia. Bears, we have bears, all right, then a shopping cart and full into a lake full of bears <laughs> I couldn't even do that with a straight face <laughs> uh anyway, uh, do you want to give your grade first? I'm going to give it a c minus
0: um, you know i did I did genuinely laugh pretty hard at a few things, but it was the more of the shock humor value of it. Um that oh wow, they did that. But, you know, a lot of things really weren't cleverly thought out or cleverly written. It's well animated enough. The voice acting's fine. The the voice actors are really good. Um it's just the material that they're given is not the best. You know, I'm a big fan of Sarah Chalk. Uh you know, she played Elliot Reed on Scrubs, that was one of my favorite shows. Uh, for years and years and years, and I've always been a fan. And the fact that she voiced Gina in the show was pretty hilarious to me. But you know that kind of, that charm kind of wore off after a while. And It's just it's overall it's just not memorable. Uh, lazy writing, like you mentioned, and offensive just for the sake of being offensive instead of. Cleverly offensive in a lot of instances, so I mean it's better than some things we've watched, but I'll, I'm, you know, it's just kind of there. But it did make me laugh a few times out loud. Really solid, so I'm going to give it a C minus.
1: Um, yeah, I, I I pretty much mirror what you said. I'm going to give it a D plus. Uh, okay. It it. it there were so few jokes that made me laugh out loud that and like I said, there were three episodes where I didn't even fucking laugh just straight up. Just, and it wasn't from an aspect. I have to make this clear. It was not from a perspective of like, Oh, well I'm just not going to laugh at it. Cause I don't want to like, it was straight up. I just, there just wasn't anything that made me laugh. Um,
0: you know, and, and as both of us being, uh, set individuals, um, uh, We've heard all the fat
1: jokes. Try you really, yeah. You really got to get. You really got to get up in there to get fucking make me laugh when it comes to a fat joke. Like you got to be really fucking clever. And all the fat jokes that were in this show was just like, you're gonna make fun of his tits again. You make fun of his big ass. Okay, cool. Like, I'm sure this makes somebody laugh. I'm sure it's gonna make somebody fucking piss themselves sitting on the couch and it's Tuesday afternoon. But for me, I'm just like, I heard it. I've heard it. But it's not even <laughs> just that joke, dude. Like it's not even just the fat jokes. It's, it's like the redneck jokes. I heard them. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, the, uh, Sa- the 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 sad thing is I've seen them like in person.
1: So, but yeah, it just it's it's unmemorable. It's forgettable. Uh, and it's animation. It's like I said. There's nothing wrong with its animation, but its animation doesn't stand out it the, it doesn't the, feel the like sad it has thing its
0: own identity. Is, the sad thing is you know the creators are capable of better because they've done better.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, go go watch Brickleberry and you'll see the difference. And even there is a reference to Brickle, Brickle, Brickleberry in the show, but it's like it's it's very much passing. Mm. So, but um But yeah, that's uh, Paradise PD. Um Josh, you said you wanted to bring up something uh about uh, the the shop or a, a fan who got a shirt or something like that. I already did that. Oh, yeah! Remember when we were talking about the red bubble set? I, I, you know, half the time I pay attention. The other half, I pay attention. The trick is, I don't. I I don't know I'm what
0: to. I'm just I'm just going to edit that like last thirty seconds out. That's
1: fine.
0: <laughs> oh um, my god.
1: Alright, well, then, then we'll do this. So, before we get into uh, Big Mouth Season 2, uh, I want to give a quick shout-out sh- shout to the <laughs> ROC. <laughs> a shout-out. You know what? You know what? Fuck, <laughs> it. Fuck it. We're giving a shit-out. No, we no we we're shit not. Uh, we're
0: not giving a shit-out. Oh my god, that was funny. Yeah. Well, oh, you, you can, you Jesus.
1: Can, you can clip this and send it directly to the ROC, since that's who this is for.
0: Uh, yeah big shout out to the Realm of Collectors Um, one of the other shows that I am on um, MPSP Theater or Masterpiece Shitpiece Theater if you will is now officially on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on Friday nights at 9pm and on our first episode of the of being officially on the ROC channel uh, this past Friday night, Greg was a guest on the episode with us, and we had a really good time.
1: Yeah, it was fun. We got uh, they usually bring me on when they have conversations about video games, video game topics. Um, but uh...
0: yeah, because me and Rob are big gamers on the show, and I know you haven't been able to do like regular episodes of Mission Start in a while. So anytime I know we're going to have a heavy video game talk or even just, you know, a moderate amount, I like to, bring, you know, if you're available, I like to bring you in because I know sometimes you're working. There's been a couple of times I've wanted to have you on and you've had to work, but that was, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad you were able to do that. And the guys yeah. love having you on too.
1: Yeah, I love, I, it's it's a lot of fun to be there. Like you guys are, you guys are fun to have conversations with. Um oh, Absolutely. But yeah, look for like is is that is that currently up on the Yeah, at, it's
0: it's it's live on every Friday, every Friday night at nine. Uh but it's always available to go back and view on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. And their channel, they have live content um on Monday nights with Enter the Realm, Tuesday nights with Breaking the Mold, every other Wednesday with Figabangin. And then our show on Friday nights, um, the MPSP theater. And it's just a fun community to be, you know, a great community to be a part of, uh, really enjoying it. And, you know, they're also part of a larger conglomeration of podcasts, uh, a hub, if you will, of like-minded, uh, podcasts in the, uh, collecting community and, you know, uh, pop culture, uh, geek, nerd community, all kinds of great shows that you can check out, uh, like uh, Nerd Rage Radio and Shattered Cast Uncut, Beer and Bolter's 40K, which is a, uh, you know, Warhammer 40K podcast. Um, there's Fresh Communications building up to it. They're a Lego building podcast. Stasis Lock, you know, they are... A uh, bunch of Beast Beast Wars fans, so they talk about Beast Wars Transformers, whereas, you know, Shattered Cast is more regular, old-school Transformers and things like that. Uh Let's see. Uh Plastic Fanatics, which covers pretty much everything in plastic action figure forms. Um, Saturday Night, that's on hiatus right now, but, you know, it's hopefully coming back soon. The host of that show's been a little under the weather, but... Yeah, man, uh, and if I didn't name anybody, I apologize because I don't have a script in front of me, and I'm trying to pull this all off the top of my head, uh, spur of the moment. <laughs> so if I did not name your show, I apologize. But yeah, shout out to the ROC and the Cool Table Network. Not a shit out, like Greg said, but a shout out. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it's uh, masterpiece, theater, so why not? Um, all yeah. right, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, give them a little That's- bit of a, you know what I'm saying. Um, we should get right into uh, Big Mouth, though. Uh, yeah, Big Mouth season two. Yeah, basically, if you've if you've watched season one, season two is not. I want to say I don't want to say more of the same, but it definitely expands further on the characters and what they're going through and, um, and whatnot. But, uh, but Josh, why don't you go ahead and give them a quick synopsis of what the show's about.
0: Well, it's, uh, it follows a group of seventh graders, specifically a pair of best friends, Nick and Andrew, along with their other two friends, Jesse and Jay, and a few of their classmates. Um, they're dealing with, going through puberty, Uh, and each kid is assigned a hormone monster. Uh, You know, primarily that's what season one was about, going through these changes. Uh, The different things that are happening with their body and their minds as a result, and this expanded upon it in the second season, because... Not only did you have the hormone monsters or the hormone monstresses, now there's a new Um character added to the mix, the Shame Wizard. And oh my goodness, I
1: love the addition of the Shame Wizard. It's really it's really fucking clever. I just smacked my phone on my table. Um <laughs> yeah basically the idea of the shame wizard is growing up especially going through puberty uh it's very very easy to feel shame to feel that awkwardness and uh to have that voice in the back of your head telling you that you fucked up somehow and uh uh or that's you're basically not that's good basically enough. what's that
0: or you're not good enough or you're not good enough or yeah you're any not smart any, enough or anything anything to feel shame.
1: Yeah. and that's that's what makes his addition so clever is that that's that's basically all it is 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 uh them being the kids being told that they're not good enough by him and uh but what makes it what what's so much fun with the show is that it's not just like there is that parable but what's great is that um the hormone monsters are essentially nemesis with with uh the shame wizard Nem- a nemesis. Nemesai. Nemesai who? Nemesai. Nemesai har. But yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's so much and it's fucking hilarious. The, it's, the
0: thing that I really loved is The Shame Wizard is voiced by David Thewlis, who is one of my favorite British actors. Oh, such a delight. Uh, when, when I first heard his voice, I was like, holy shit, that's David Thewlis. If you're not familiar with him, if you don't recognize the name, uh, if you've seen the Harry Potter films, he was Remus Lupin. He was also in Wonder Woman. Um, He was the, well, spoiler alert, it's been out for over a year now. He was the main villain in Wonder Woman at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was also in the original movie Dragonheart, uh, the the first Dragonheart movie. He was the prince that you know Sean Connery's dragon character wanted to take out or what have you. Yeah, but yeah, David Hewlett was awesome.
1: Um, one of the things about his character that I thought was really clever was they also made him to be very David Bowie esque. Yeah. He even has a song uh that he uh he sings about halfway through that uh um it sounds like a David Bowie song, like straight up. Straight up a David Bowie song. I and like I love
0: s- how he was like, I'm necessary. You need me. Yeah. If it if you didn't have me, you would and given in to every hedonistic whim. Sure you might have fun. But you would be out of control. You need me to keep you in check. Huh.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely is a uh I like that message. I like that theming of of the reason we feel shame is to keep keep us from being, you know, anarch an, 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 anarchist. Crazy. There you go, anarchist. I was trying to say anarchistic, but I don't think that's a word, so <laughs> Hedonistic anarchists. There you go, hedonistic. Um But uh but other than that, like there's there's a lot of development with the kids and the experiences mm-hmm. they go through. And it's very clever how it's written in the idea that each of the four the five main characters have different puberty-ish things that they go through that all kids go through. So, for example, the girls uh, kind of go through this uh, situation where there's a, there's a new girl. there's Well, not a new girl, but she she sprouts booze before any other girl, and they're 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 large, they're largish And yeah, uh, yeah,
0: all the other girls were getting them for the most part, but this girl just showed up and wowed everybody. Yeah, and you know, all the boys were of course taking notice, and all the girls were extremely jealous of the attention she was receiving. Because it was only because of her new
1: boobs, right? So, so what and... the show does, which I thought was awesome, and I would I would be amiss to say that the show could show it to girls, but um, Jesse and Missy, the two two of the main characters, are very depressed and upset about the fact that they hate, basically hate their bodies. And Missy's mom comes in and says. I hate the fact that I'm hearing you girls talk about how you hate your bodies. I want to take you to a place mm-hmm. that'll make you feel better and that she takes them to a spa and there's this there's this long musical number about uh all the women there being proud of their bodies and being and feeling you know right in their own skin um, and yeah
0: comfortable with their
1: bodies, proud of them happy with who they are yeah and it's 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 super, it's, it's, it's not just, and it's not just a good message, it's funny. Like, it's well, genuinely It's funny because,
0: fun. it's, it's funny because it's a nude, what was it, a nude Korean spa? I think is what it was. Uh, but everybody's completely naked while they're singing this magic, this dance number. Yeah. Um, they're, do- and, you know, there's, and what's great is there are women of, all shapes and sizes and you know skin tones and you know young and old and it's not done in a sexual way whatsoever it's just done to say hey you out there be comfortable with who you are don't be ashamed of who you are yeah. don't be jealous of others and compare yourself to others be Happy with who you are. It was really well done.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Like it, it. That's that's why I said it'd be a mist. Like I'd want to show it. Like I'd want little girls to see it, but at the same time, it does. It does have content that little girls probably shouldn't see at the same time. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it's.
0: That's what kills me, man. It's like, it
1: might be just also a good message for adults. Like I think Big Mouth as a show works best at, uh, for parents.
0: Um, I was getting ready to say that very thing, you know, yeah. because Madison, man, she's 11. She has self-esteem issues. She really does. She has confidence issues. And there are some great moral messages in this show that I would love for her to see. But at the same time, as a parent, I don't want her to expose her to some of that content. Right. Um,
1: But But you want her to get the message.
0: I do want her to get the message. So, in a way, it helps to remind me as a parent, you know, hey, remember what it was like when you were 13 and, you know, she's 11 and she's already going through a lot of the issues that these characters are going through, you know, with the. Like with Jesse, the things she's experienced, Madison's experiencing those things. And it kind of has been helpful in, uh, in helping me to realize a few things, you know, about the
1: relationship between parent and child, you know, i we, uh, Because she's getting to the age where she likes, she's she's starting,
0: it's starting to feel, you know, I can feel her pulling away and wanting to be more independent and do her own thing. And I'm struggling with that because I want her and I to have a relationship kind of like Nick's parents have with him. You know, maybe not so much that open and direct <laughs> as they are with him but you know knowing that she can always come to us when she has a problem you know yeah. um uh, and it it worries me and it's you know like okay it it helps me to look take a step back and look and say okay remember what it was like at that time and You know, you were probably thinking, well, they just wouldn't understand. And, you know, to a degree, they wouldn't understand then because times were different, just as times are different for us now versus
1: as it is for them at their age now. And it's just uh... something that I see all the time, Josh, when it comes to parents. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't have kids but knows kids well enough to the point where talking to both kids and parents there's a trend that consistently happens yes we have the internet but the more things change the more they stay the same and in the case of being a parent and trying to convey to your child that they're going to be okay um is a very difficult mm-hmm. thing to do uh but at the same yes. time it's very difficult for a child to communicate to their parent that I'm not okay. And I don't know that I will be okay. Uh that's part of of the change. That's part of growing up is that you you want to communicate to your parents the situation. But you know that if you do, they're not gonna say what you want to hear. And so there's this yeah. there's this there's this tug-of-war between being a parent and, and so my advice, my advice to every parent, because you can't give advice to kids. You can't. You can try you can maybe sit down with them and give them some advice when they're actually listening, but nine times out of 10, they're not going to listen. So the advice to parents is that you got to listen to your kid. Just listen, mm-hmm. just, just listen. Cause they're going to go through things and the, and, and kids will pick up on the fact that you're listening. Kids will pick up on the fact that you are attentive. And this is what, this is the point that show Ghoster, by the way, when it comes to different kids, because you look at, You know, you look at uh, Jay and you look at Jesse and their parents Mm -hmm. do not listen. Their parents are not attentive. Um, You look at, uh, uh, you know, you look at um, uh, what's what's the little
0: boy? And Jesse's, Jesse's dad so desperately, or Jesse so desperately wants her dad and mom to get back together. And she wants to have a great relationship with her dad. And it took him a long time to come around. He's like, you know, I need to be there for her. I need to put her needs first. You know that was a really nice little thing to see happen.
1: Yeah, and and <clears throat> and and, but, yeah. and well, that's my point. Is like each kid has their own thing, and mm-hmm. you can see what the cleverness of the show is. That like, uh, um, oh my god, what's uh, the two boys, the two main characters? What can I think of their names? Nick and Andrew. Nick and Andrew. So um, Nick, his parents are too clingy. And so he's pulling away from his parents because they're too clingy. But then you look at Andrew, Mm -hmm. and he has he has the best he has he has two of both worlds. He has a dad who's unattentive and doesn't give a shit, and he has a mother who is um, understanding, uh, understanding, and supportive.
0: But she's not overly clingy.
1: Yeah. So it's 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 very clever in how it shows how a child development can change and adjust based on the fact that. Uh, on, on how a parent reacts to that kid. Um, Mm -hmm. and the, the only parent that I'll say in the show that to me is doing a good job is Andrew's mom. She's the only one doing a good job. Every other parent's doing a shit job. Um, but this also brings another point. Every parent may be doing a shit job, but they think they're doing a good job. And so that's that's I think the 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 benefit of this show for parents nowadays is that yes, it sucks. I get it. Your baby kit your your baby is growing up and you want your baby to have that attachment to you, but they are becoming their own person and they're trying to figure that out. And when you Mm -hmm. when you force yourself onto them, you're getting in their way. And this show does a very, very good job of of encapsulating that. And um um, so that's, that's my thing is, is kids shouldn't watch this show, but adults who have kids should, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I want to, want to shift the conversation just slightly because this show does something unique that other shows, maybe other shows that talk about puberty don't. Not that I think there's many other shows that talk about puberty, but the show does something very clever when it comes to the puberty, mo- puberty, mo- puberty, mo- puberty mo- Pubert puberty, puberty monsters. monsters. The Hormone Monsters, um, they're not just, uh, it's not just, like, the two that were shown in Season 1. You know, you have, you have, uh, (laughs) the main one that's attached to Andrew, who's always horny all the time, always, you know, he's, he's constantly thinking about sex, and then you have, you had Nick's Hormone Monster, which was a decrepit, (laughs) falling apart. Rick. Rick, yeah. (laughs) Rick what what you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? You're the main guy. Um, yeah, it was just shit. Like, and he's he's a bad hormone monster because he is he's the representative of the kid who develops slower than everybody else. And um, I'm glad that's represented in the show in the comedic way that they do it because that's a real thing for some guys. Like, some guys just mm-hmm. go through puberty late. Um, yeah, and uh, and girls and girls. Uh, but, uh, this is, this is really, really shown through, uh, Coach Steve, which oh, had to be God. my favorite stuff. Like, like Josh, I did I mean, I learned this episode that, uh, you put, um, you made thick in Misty's warm and, uh, and Madison happened.
0: And she sneezed <laughs> into the lady.
1: <laughs> the fucking... Oh, uh, I'm gonna make my pewter or Peter puke like a baby. Fucking that line that line killed me. Make my pewter Dude, puke like a baby. It,
0: when he called it sheet sneezing. That yeah, that also got Oh my <laughs> god. I lost my shit. Yeah. And I've been saying that for about a week now. It's like, oh I want a sheet sneezing to a lady.
1: It's Ugh. so goddamn funny. It's so made, goddamn funny. I'm made sick in the warm. It's so good, but Ugh. his whole his whole thing uh it, it, as as fucking hilarious as it is, it also showcases like you know, some guys are just going to be super super delayed on their maturity. And mm-hmm. Um something that I think the show tries to get across very well is like you don't know what's going on in a person's life. You don't know the struggles that they're going through. I think a lot of adults do this fun little fucking game, and it pisses me off, where they're just like, man, I wish I was back to being a kid. It was so much easier then. It's 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 it's, it's easy to say that. In retrospective, sure, it was easier then, but that's not... <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, because at the time it's fucking hard. At the time, it's a pain in the yeah. ass, and um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I just I love the show for the messages that it brings, but I also love it for how fucking clever its comedy is. And it's it's not trying to be you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't try to do what, what Paradise PD does, where it's like, we can be offensive, but are we just gonna be offensive for offensive sake? Is Maurice just gonna say something offensive because it's offensive? You know? No. He he what he says is in conjunction to what Andrew's feeling. Yep. And that's that to me and, is is so much fun.
0: And just to bring up the fact of how his uh who was it he was talking about? You know, that one guy uh his grandfather collected like um Nazi dildos. He's like, Oh man, you went and ruined dildos for me. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't think that was possible. And then when they're in that office later on in the last episode, you see like the swastika shaped dildo and the fucking, oh God, that shit about made me cry so hard when I saw that shit. Just the callback to it. Just there's a little visual representation. I was like, oh Jesus, that's priceless. Yeah. The, you know, the, and, go ahead, sorry. Uh that that's that's an example of yeah, that's of that's offensive humor, but it's also cleverly done. Very cleverly. Yeah. That
1: was I was gonna say that uh uh one of the things that um I really appreciate about this show actually has nothing to do with uh um it doesn't have to do with the comedy directly. But it's something that to me I always really enjoyed about uh Futurama and that it how how well it does its continuity.
0: Mm-hmm. It really does, yeah. It does continuity very well. And of course, you know, it's only been twenty episodes over, you know, two seasons, but still there are callbacks from the first season that, you know, they bring Back to remind you in this season. Yep. But it's it's very well done. And I really, one of the things I also love that we haven't mentioned, you know, we've talked about the awkwardness and, you know, how it was to be at that age, but it's just like how sometimes, no matter what, even when you think you're doing the right thing, there is no right thing to be done yeah you know just people are going to have the reaction that they have and there's nothing you can do about it no matter how hard you want to try and that's for people of all ages but it's
1: really nicely done here yeah Uh, i I completely agree it's 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 so that's that's what i love about the show it's so fucking funny and has a really good message like at the same time, which is kind of rare for a, for a comedy of this of this caliber. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw that somebody on Twitter actually made a very good point about its animation style, how it looks. Um, I think it's actually intentional that the characters look ugly, because you wouldn't want a like beautifully animated cartoon to show, uh, you know, kid genitalia. The fact that they're ugly makes it work.
0: That, too, and it's harder to convey the awkwardness and the discomfort and the uncertainty in a flawless character, you know, a flawless in appearance versus someone who looks odd and unconventional. Yeah. It's more relatable that
1: way. It's just it's an all around really fucking clever show and and I'm really happy that they got a season two and it looks like this show's popular enough to get a season three um I'm seeing yep. a lot of people talk about it. It's getting very high praise, so I'm very happy about that um you know i love I love the Planned
0: Parenthood episode that they did, yeah, uh with like the skits to explain it to coach Steve, how he's such a moron um but the way that it was done and you see how Andrew's parents met and that turned out to be a real one. And it wasn't a skit that I was just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I, I just, I, this shows you got any final thoughts?
1: No, I was going to ask and say if we should get into, cause, I mean, we we could talk about this. We can talk circles around this show. Like, like we've talked about the shame was we talked about how clever the hormone monsters are. we talked about how, how clever the message is wrapped around the comedy. Um, you know, kids in a sense, you know, like you're going to, like kids are going to feel shame regardless, but mm-hmm. trying to get kids to understand that, you know, they shouldn't be ashamed of natural impulses. Like that's something that I think is an important yeah. message and
0: whatnot. So. Ex- oh yeah, exactly. But, it's um, okay to feel that way.
1: Yeah, like, like, uh, there's there's actually a really funny bit. It's not really that funny, actually, when I think about it, but, um, Andrew and, and, uh... Ooh, Nick are sitting at a dinner table with Nick's family, and Nick's sister and mom are basically telling the boys, like, it's okay to like boobs, but it's not okay to treat a girl like that's all she is. Exactly. Like, little things like that are really, are exactly. really fucking cool, and... You know, it's it's funny how that message has to be translated to guys nowadays.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think that message has to be translated because you know, it just a lot of guys didn't receive that message growing up. Yeah. They just really didn't. I didn't. I used to be a creep when I was a kid. I yeah. absolutely could sure. have used, you know, my mom's insight. In those areas, you know, I'm not going to lie. I've done things that I was not proud of. I groped a few chests when I was like 12, 13, because I was an immature, dumb fucking asshole and didn't think any higher. But, you know, I learned. You get the shit slapped out of you once or twice and you fucking learn. But I love how this show says, hey, you know, it's okay to admire body parts. But they're just part of the whole. Get to know the person for who they are. Yeah, you know that is just really well done. I can't say that enough.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, we should give. We should do grades. I'm gonna go ahead and go first since you went first on uh, Paradise PD. Yeah. Um, the A plus. up A plus. I there was nothing about the show I didn't enjoy. Um, from the the acting of everybody to <laughs> one of my favorite characters. By the way, is uh, is I think it's Lola. <laughs> Just the, oh yeah! Like it's it's the Valley Girl voice that Nick Kroll does very well. That's yeah, yeah. Fucking hilarious! Like there's a um... we rubbed we rubbed fronts and then you dumped. <laughs> 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 God. It's, yeah, it's 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 genuinely enjoyable, and I think that's another thing that maybe this show has that makes makes me laugh, makes me enjoy it. Is that the cast seems pretty small, and very Simpsons esque, where you know the cast is small and they kind of divvy up characters to each other because they can. Um, it almost seems well, like you know John. Or go ahead. I was gonna say it seems like like if there's a character that somebody's doing or whatever, it's an impression of a, like it's a bad impression of a celebrity. So there's that charm of it, in my opinion. But what are you gonna say?
0: But when it comes to Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion does his own voice. And all those bits are fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, especially the part in the Planned Parenthood episode where Andrew's the janitor and Nathan Fillion is, like, the general. And he's like, wait a minute. I gotta throw the poop out of the window? With my bare hands? That's right. (laughs) With your bare hands. (laughs) He's like, well, at least all my shows weren't canceled. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Shit was funny. Yeah, it's really good.
1: Uh, But yeah, you. This is a high recommendation for me. A plus. Like I, I can't, I can't praise the show enough, on multiple levels. So, Uh, but Josh, go ahead because I'm sure you're gonna be on board with me on that one. Uh, actually,
0: this is the same for me. Uh, This is an outstanding show. Um, absolutely, an A. Mm, yeah, I give him an A plus. He pressured me into it. <laughs> see how you twisted my, see how you twisted my arm there. I totally right? did. Uh, no, nah, th- this show's brilliant. It's well done. It is a wonderful voice of reason done in an animated style that makes it so you don't feel weird. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like. Imagine if this were live action and some of this shit being portrayed on screen. It would feel very awkward and weird to see that happening. Yeah. Whereas the animated, the animated side of it, it's just like, okay, you can see past that mental bullshit uh, and just appreciate the message that's being delivered in the clever, ingenious way that it's being given to you. Outstanding show. I can't recommend it enough. Like you said, if you are a parent and have children, especially preteen children like I have, or getting very close in age, give this a watch, you know, because it's it's like Greg said, I think those are the absolute ones that need to watch this show more than anybody. Yep. Yep. Uh, but. Outstanding show, I love it. I hope there is a season three. Uh, you know, I'm just glad that Nick Kroll has given us this show. You know, it's really hilarious.
1: What's what's so disappointing, uh, Josh, is that his other show, his live action sketch show, was mm-hmm. was bad, like really bad. Yeah. Oh, I know. So it's it's kind of crazy how like he went from like a bad sketch show to a really fucking solid like really funny uh, uh animated show. Well, he's he's a funny guy.
0: He really is. I've always found him to be a funny guy, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, great show. Everybody go and check it out. Absolutely.
1: Um all right, that's going to do it for us on this episode. Uh Yeah, that was uh yeah. it was a good it was a good conversation. I enjoyed that. Uh, guys, next we- next episode, we are going to be reviewing uh, something that's currently out called uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's uh, going to be a Halloween special, guys, because uh, we're recording an on Halloween-ish? Um, yeah,
0: yeah. As close to Halloween as possible. It depends on how I'm feeling, uh, obviously, uh, because... Greg did want to cover Daredevil Season 2.
1: No, it's Daredevil Season or 3. Daredevil, Daredevil season, three season 3. That we are going to. And
0: are, uh, Castle. Yeah. We are going to do Daredevil Season Castlevania 3. But season two. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Castlevania Season 2. Yeah, sorry. You're fine. Castlevania Season 2 comes out during a time when Josh is not available.
0: So. I am going to be out of town for a week. So. Yeah. I was like, uh, I'm going to be gone from the 23rd through the. 29th and I'm probably going to be spending all day of the 30th recovering <laughs> and if we're going to record on the 31st for our episode that comes out on the 2nd I'm going to need to have everything watched before the 23rd so that's why we're going to do Daredevil Season 2 and The Hunting of Hill House Season houses. 3 Yes Yes my apologies, Castlevania Season 2 and Daredevil Season 3, that's where I'm getting the confused, the two from Castlevania that we're not going to be watching.
1: Um, fuck. Did you also want to keep circling that yeah. bush? Did you want to keep going around it?
0: <laughs> I do, I do. And you know what else I'd like to do? I'd like to go around that bush a couple of more times.
1: No, I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> uh But yeah, guys, um... Uh, watch ha- Haunting, of How- "Haunting of Hill," ha- Blew, the "Haunting of Hill House." The "Haunting of Hill House."
0: Um, we got to help each other talk tonight, guys. Yeah, and
1: then and then when uh, Daredevil season three comes out, like, watch that. We'll 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 talk about it.
0: Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Uh, guys, we want to thank you that, for listening. That show
0: might be a. I was going to say that show might be a little bit longer because that's going to be after my trip, and I probably will want to talk about it a little bit on the show.
1: Oh, gotcha! I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I like. I like, keep, I like I'll to. I like to keep. I like to keep the structure on a, on a straight and narrow. But I know you do. I like to derail. You know that. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone <laughs> during uh, the masterpiece piece theater uh, podcast was just like, Josh can stop talking anytime tonight? Is he gonna stop? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna end the show. It's been two hours. We're gonna, it's been two and a half hours now. So we're gonna I didn't even see the chat. Yeah. And it was, just like, was we, just like, we keep going. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, uh, derail conversation. Um, Well, you know. But yeah, we should wrap this one up. Uh, guys, we want to, again, thank you for your continued support. Uh, we, we love hearing from you guys. We love to know that uh, you enjoy listening to this. Um, even if there was 10 of you, it makes me happy. So, um, but yeah, thanks for letting us make sick and you're warm. Oh boy. That sounds rapey. Um, <laughs> you're rapey. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> uh, also we, we want you guys to communicate with us about the shows that you've enjoyed or if you've watched the shows with us. So we that's why we have the Facebook discussion group. Um, every episode, we put up two posts. Josh puts up two posts because I'm lazy as hell um, about each episode. Uh, and and uh, just, just chime in and say, like, oh, I thought this or, you know, I, I didn't agree with you guys on this part or whatever, because we want to hear your guys' opinions. If there's something that we missed, some some point that we maybe overlooked, like we want to hear that because that's, that's the whole point of the show. Is to share our opinions and to have you guys share your pins with us. So, um, Josh, where we like to foster discussion. Where's all the places they can find you on the internet?
0: I'm everywhere. <laughs> well, in addition to hosting this show with you uh, every other Friday that you can find on our website, allcutepodcast dot com. You can find me on. Shows such as Off the Runner, which is either recorded or live, but they are available on two different YouTube channels. One is Primal Sabbath. That's one word. P R I M A L S A B B A T H. Or Bricks on the Dollar. The word bricks, B R I C K S, on the dollar. D O L L A R. Anyway. That's where you can find all the episodes of Off the Runner, where the guys and myself build models, uh, usually Gundam models, because big robots are cool, and we enjoy building models and having conversations and stuff, and you know, in the live shows you can pop in the chat, and if you've ever thought about building or want to know, you can ask questions, we answer along, you know, answer your questions and things like that. And then every Friday night at 9pm, as we mentioned earlier in the show, on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel, you can find me along with my friends Nick, Rob, Russ, and Sam on the Masterpiece Shitpiece Theater uh, every Friday night at 9pm-ish, which usually means within the first five minutes of (laughs) nine o'clock. But I do have a Twitch channel I still occasionally stream from. It's ansabanur76, E-N-S-A-B-A-H-N-U-R-7-6. Find me on Twitter at uh, ansabanur1976. And, of course, you know, just my regular name on Facebook. I'm active uh, everywhere. But enough about me. Where can I find you, Greg?
1: Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, at Geek. Uh, you can also, I mean, I have an Instagram and a Facebook, same thing, but I'm very, very not active on those. Um, but you can also find me on my personal Twitch channel, which is just Chub Rock Geek as well. Uh, which, uh, in the coming weeks, I'll probably be streaming a lot of Jackbox Party Pack 5 on my personal channel. Um, mm-hmm. but from time to time, I do stream some uh, indie games on Mission Star Podcast or it's just mission underscore start uh, for the sake of Twitch. And um, uh, as a matter of fact... Please
0: don't ever stream that one again.
1: (laughs) The game was not not bad, it was just a bad game to stream. Just to clarify. I agree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It made me want to do a worm dance, though. I want to just snuggle up into my bed and do a worm dance.
1: Gross. I don't need to know you talking about your Peter. That's <laughs> just kidding. Making your Peter puke like a baby. Um,
0: <laughs> That show is fun to reference. I'm sorry. It's I can't, yeah, okay. no, it is
1: fun. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I want to bring up that uh, over the uh, weekend mission start or Anthony from mission start and a couple other guys uh, did a 24 hour marathon for child's Play and ended up raising just over $500. For local hospitals, children's hospitals. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Of them.
0: Um, I was out of town yesterday, so I had to miss that. I apologize. First one I've missed, actually.
1: It's Okay, I missed most of it too because I was either sleeping or working. So, <sighs> but they uh, they did a good job. They had they had fun. They had uh, a steady audience there, so it was it was a good time. But um, but yeah, congrats to them. But uh, yeah, you'll see me. You'll see me on Mission Start, Mission Underscore Start on Twitch or Chub Rocky Gun Twitch from time to time. Um, I know that Anthony and I are talking. Anthony and I are talking about getting back into the video game podcast. We just don't know how exactly yet because with my new schedule and uh, him, his lack of equipment yeah, being there. Yeah. Um. So so we'll get to it. But uh, that's also going to be on the Twitch channel. Um. So definitely follow that. But, uh, yeah, other than that, that's about it right now. Um, so what we're gonna do now is we're just going to wrap up the show. We're going to say our goodbyes. We're gonna say our farewells. F- w- fair- farewell. Farewell. Uh, farewell. Oh, God, how's that? How's the song? Can you? Can... What were you gonna say? Try again. I was tr- trying try. to sing the song from Sound of Music. As for
0: Oh, man. I have never seen The Sound of Music. Oh, um, man. And I take great pleasure
1: in saying that. Why? I don't know. That's a, that's like a weird Just, thing to be proud of. Like, I've never seen one of our greatest musicals of all time. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm,
0: I'm not a huge fan of musicals. There are a few that I enjoy. Um... But I don't know, man. I just never could get into the, the idea of watching that movie. I just never could.
1: Fine. Whatever.
0: I know. I'm an uncultured
1: swine. I apologize. True. But, you know, what What do you expect from someone who lives in Virginia? Boom! Roasted! The whole state! Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't
0: live in the good part of the state of Virginia. I live, like, down in the taint of Virginia. So,
1: I can't tell if you're bragging or if that's a. Uh... I'm not. I'm not proud of that. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, nope. We should. We should definitely wrap it up because it's been uh, it's been going on a little <laughs> long, a little longer than I'd like. Um, but again, guys. Well, what? Well. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thick in the warm. Hey, look at him. He just. He just keeps it going because you just said a word you just said well and I was like well what
0: Well, no that's what I'm saying I just keep it going I know I know alright I will shut
1: up now (laughs) guys next next episode like I said Daredevil season 3 and The Haunting of Hill House Uh, definitely check those out so that way when you uh, come back in two weeks you'll be all caught up it'll be fun uh, and we'll be all queued up. Oh, shit! That's the name of the podcast. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Guys, thank you again for listening, and we will see you next time. Take care, everybody.